Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here comes a lightning bolt. Charger fans are witnesses to history. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go. What's up, good people? Oh, wow. It's loud over there, Jamie. Hey, (laughs) it's a party at Jamie's house. What's up, good people? We're here. Uh, real tough loss here today. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I I don't even know where to begin, Jamie. I guess um, first off, what's up, good people? Thank you for uh, joining us here. Um, let's talk about and yeah, blazing bolts. Why wait till eight thirty when you can just go now? You know, I don't. Why wait? Let's get this over with. Let's talk about this loss. Uh, Chargers now one on one. Took a brutal loss here on the road. Uh, let's talk about um, kind of the... Uh, okay, okay. All right, I'll talk. And uh, we'll talk about some of these comments. Sam G saying that Staley's turned into Mike McCoy. Uh, I would not go that far. And um, this yeah, and this is exactly what we're going to try to do is have a little bit of group therapy here. Uh, Payway, you're exactly right. That's the whole point of After Hours was to grab a drink. Today is Jack and Coke for me because that was a tough loss. And um, and we'll just talk about it. And I think, quite honestly, there might be a little bit more optimism than uh, some people might think, at least from on my side. I haven't talked to Jamie about it yet. But um, let's just talk, Jamie, since you're back. Let's talk about kind of the gutsy performance from Justin Herbert. First of all, we hope he's all right. Uh, he looked like he was in pretty bad pain and looked like it could have been a rib injury, which could be kind of scary for the future for the chargers. But, um, I mean, went four for four on fourth downs, got a touchdown. Yeah. There's one time where he could have ran for a first down and like kind of just tossed the ball down into the dirt. And then 
He hits DeAndre Carter in stride on a fourth down up the seam. I mean, he was unbelievable tonight, and uh, he kind of was getting his ass kicked back there a little bit towards the end of that game too. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree that he was necessarily unbelievable. I think he had some moments where he was unbelievable. but I, I meant overall, towards the end when he was like yeah. hurt, and that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty unbelievable where he's clutching at his side and he's obviously hurt. He took some big hits, um, and he was able to pull off a couple key throws down down there at the end to bring the game to within a, a field goal. That, that was pretty incredible. I thought the overall performance was a little up and down, but <clears throat> kid's tough. He's tough. He hung in there, took some big shots, uh, made some plays when they needed it. Uh, but I thought he could have been a little sharper tonight, especially early in the game. I really thought he was uh, a little erratic, seemed like he was jittery. I don't know if he was overly amped up or he was nervous or what, but just off target, little behind throws, seemed like he was expecting pass rush that wasn't coming early in the game and uh, was a little jittery in the pocket, just wasn't himself. And he settled down a little bit in the second half, but just never really had that moment where it seemed like he was himself in that game, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, especially early, because early on, I think once Lindsley went down, the pass rush started to get to Herbert a little bit. And then once Trey Pipkins was out, it was like the floodgates opened for that Chiefs pass rush. Yeah. And then that's when he got injured. And um, so I thought early on, and I and I even tweeted about it. It seemed like he had a pretty clean pocket for a lot of that first half, which the Chargers kind of dominated, uh, not by the score, but just from the play in the first half. Um, he had a clean pocket, but seemed kind of rushed a little bit. He was anxious. He was he kind of had that happy feet like we talk about, and he was uh, throwing throws a little bit too fast. There was a couple throws to Joshua Palmer in particular that he kind of just uh, got out way too fast. Uh, there was a throw to Gerald Everett that was a little too fast, not the pick six, but just where his timing was a little bit off with these guys. And it seemed like, you know, early on they would get, you know, three yards on first down, three yards on second down, and there was a sec third and short, usually that third and two and three range, and they just couldn't convert those third downs. They were definitely missing Keenan Allen today, but it just seemed like Herbert just wasn't himself. Even before he went down, he just seemed a little bit anxious. I don't know if it was being on the road, on a primetime game, whatever that is. Um, he did – He did. He was great late when uh, when he was hurt. I mean, the fact that he was even out there was incredible, and the fact that he was able to put a drive together to score on that fourth down was awesome. Um, you know, obviously, the only thing that matters is if he's okay now. But um, I thought early in that game, Jamie, yeah, he was he was a little erratic and a little bit frantic. Even when I mean, he was just kind of seeing ghosts back there a little bit in that first half when he really didn't need to. That clock was just kind of sped up a little bit today. Yeah, clock was the internal clock was a little bit too fast. You mentioned the happy feet. Um, it just seemed like he was dancing a little bit, wanting to get out of the pocket a little faster than he needed to. Just wasn't, just wasn't sharp. wasn't comfortable. You know, he just didn't look comfortable in the pocket from the very beginning, and he never really did. And then he loses Lindsey at halftime. He loses Pipkins, I think, at halftime or shortly thereafter. And I mean, you lose those two guys. I mean, especially Lindsey. You know, you, you lose two of your starting five, your five starting offensive linemen, and you're in trouble. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Lindsay's healthy. Lindsay bounces back quickly because mm -hmm. Will Clapp has no business being out there. He's terrible. No. And Storm Norton somehow got worse. I don't know how that happened, but uh, he looked awful. And man, uh, do I miss Trey Pipkins? And that's not a sentence I thought I would ever utter ever.
in my <laughs> lifetime. But boy, do I miss Trey Pipkins. He was good today. And um, you know who's really good today? I, I, I'm i sorry. I, just the first thing that came to mind, I'm talking about offensive line. I thought Zion Johnson was really, really good today. I thought he neutralized Chris Jones as much as he could today. And I thought he played an excellent game. Uh, I thought Filer was very up and down. He gave up a really bad sack uh, there in the third quarter. Slater was fine, but then Clapp and Norton were just bad. But I thought Zion Johnson uh, helped against uh, Chris Jones, uh, especially early in that game. So I thought Zion Johnson had a really good game. Yeah, Zion was pretty good. I thought he was really good in the second half. The whole offensive line struggled, you know, making those two cha- those two personnel changes in the second half. I thought the whole offensive line really struggled in the second half. Um, but Zion was good. I thought, uh, obviously, they got Mike going, which was really important for them. That's kind of what – that's what helped them build that lead in the first half and add to it early in the second half. Um, so Mike looked pretty good. I thought they. I thought the Chiefs would double Mike. I, I was I expecting too. the Chiefs to bracket Mike and force Palmer and Carter and Everett to beat them. And they never really did. Maybe maybe a little late in the game they did. But for the most part, it was one-on-one with Mike, and he was making a lot of big plays. So kudos to him for stepping up when the team needed it, although he wasn't around as much in the fourth quarter as we would have yeah. liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first three quarters, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dual 12 says he'll donate his ribs to Herbert. I think we can all pitch in a little bit to create whatever we need to, to help Herbert out in his ribs. But, um, I think need on my ribs, he can have one of mine. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If, if everybody well, in the chat and everybody here donates a rib, we'll have enough to like make a super rib and a rib on top of a rib to protect Herbert from any other, you know, injury, further injury. So I think uh, that's a good idea. Uh, dual 12, which I, I think you're new. Welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, everybody's talking about the pick six, Jamie. Uh, they want us to break it down a little bit. It was an obvious miscommunication between him and Gerald Everett. Um, how? What did you see on that play? What do you think happened? I mean, I'm sure they're going to talk about it soon, but what do you think happened there? Um, well, it looked to me like Everett wanted to come off the field. He was tired. Um, didn't get to because they went with up-tempo there, and he kind of half-assed the route a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, that's an outbreaking route. The ball is thrown behind him and inside. It was not a good throw by Herbert. Uh, it just, it's just a bad play. Sometimes yeah. you make a bad play and it, it hurts you. And in that case, Herbert made a bad throw. Everett didn't really fight for the ball, although he was kind of in a position where he couldn't really fight for the ball based on the way Watson broke on it. Mm-hmm. Watson made a good play. He turned it into points. Give him credit. You know, yep. sometimes the other team just makes plays. Yeah, yeah. Very uncharacteristic for Herbert to make that kind of throw and get a turnover in the red zone. That's very uncharacteristic, but it happened. And um, obvious miscommunication. Uh, Gerald Everett's going one way, breaking out, and Herbert's throwing inside. Whether Gerald run the wrong route or Herbert fired the ball too far inside, uh, we don't know. Uh, The biggest point to me is as soon as that ball was caught, Gerald Everett shrugs his shoulders like this, drops his mouthpiece, bends over, picks up his mouthpiece, and proceeds to not run down the field or do anything about what had happened just right in front of him. Now, I think DeAndre Carter, obviously, in a foot race, has a better chance, which he tried to go get that man, which I 
Uh, as a coach, I'm sure you appreciate when you see film, but when you watch that replay, all Gerald Everett is doing is looking down at the ground and more worried about his mouthpiece than he is about the play that's happening in front of him. Now, he's breaking out, so I understand that he can't fight back inside and maybe get a hand on the ball and stuff because momentum's taking him outside. So I, th- I think, Jamie, you're right about that, that he can't really fight for a ball when he's ta- he's taking outside and the ball's coming inside. So wh- whoever whether Herbert made the bad throw, whether Everett ran ran the wrong route, the thing that rubbed me the wrong way was Everett absolutely just giving up. And I thought he was just seemed tired. I mean, even the route in general seemed lazy to me from the get-go. So I'm not even sure he was ready to be on the field to run that route. But whatever it was, I didn't like the aftermath once Watson made that catch. Yeah, I... It looked like a bad throw to me. It was so far inside that mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything Everett could have done. You'd like to see him try to run it down, but he's tapping his helmet looking to come out of the game there. Um, I don't know. You, you definitely want to see more effort, see him fight for his quarterback and try to go make that play. I, the whole the whole offense seems slow to me on that play. You know, Watson runs like a 4 5 four, 40 something along those lines. He's not exactly a blazer. They didn't have anybody on the field who could run him down. That's pretty bad. Yeah. 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 And, um, let's So everybody's saying that Everett looked gassed because afterwards he was trying to get off the field and everything and they're going up tempo. But I mean, if you're on the field, you got to make a play, right? I'm not, I'm don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not blaming Everett for not you know, to about that interception in the pick six. That's not his fault, w- whether he ran the wrong route or not. I don't think he did. I think it was a bad throw too. But regardless, if you're gassed or not, you have to make some kind of effort if a play's happening right in front of you. That's all I'm saying. Um, so there was a lot of, there's a lot of talk about the, um, uh, about the, uh, the refs. And um, uh, the rule of thumb is, if anybody's new here, that we don't blame the referees. Um, obviously, there was the um, the really, really bad um, defensive holding call yeah, on Bryce Callahan. Um, and then what was the other one? There was one other one, uh, the late hit, the, the interception by Derwin. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the, the Asante Samuel INT that could have yeah. gone out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is so, which is bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think you know, in terms of the first play, the elite, the illegal contact play, uh, that was a terrible call. Callahan gets tackled. He, he's in a bear hug, and he gets he got like hip tossed. Yeah, <laughs> and the ball is uncatchable. Yeah, and it's over his head. It's that's if, in my opinion. I think you let them. You either let them play, or that's offensive pass interference. Because obviously Watson's looking for a flag. He tackles the defender there and pulls him down to the ground. I don't see how you can call that on Callahan. That's a terrible play. It's a huge moment in the game. They're up ten. They get a turnover in the red zone. It goes back twenty yards the other way. Momentum's all in the Chargers' favor. You call it back, and now you're gifting them points. Mm-hmm. Just bad all the way yeah. around. Really yeah. bad. Um, the Asante Samuel pick, in my opinion, I, I thought it could have gone either way. It looked yeah. to me like the nose of the football, the, the back of the football touched the ground. He had his hands under the ball, but I don't think he had full control and the ball hit the ground and it moved a little bit as he hit the ground. They did call it a pick on the field, but in my opinion, I, I live, I didn't think he caught it. 
Um, and even after watching the replays, I, I can easily see how they, they decided he didn't catch that. So you want it to go the Chargers way, but I I get it. I, I didn't think he caught it. I don't have a big problem with that. Um, the Derwin call, I must have missed that one. I don't remember that one off the top of my head. You want to run that down for me? It was uh, – was that the offsides on Joey or maybe I'm – there? it was a late hit. Now I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, God, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Derwin made the interception. Was it – oh, I think it was pass interference. I think Nasir Adderley got there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember early. that. Yeah, what? yeah. It was a late hit and pass interference, I think. If I'm, but that was a good call, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adderley had no idea where the ball was, mm-hmm. and he played the receiver. Ball got tipped, and or Derwin made the pick, but he interfered. I, I didn't have a problem with that call. I didn't think that was a big deal. The one that hurt was the Adderley pick that got called back. Because that sure. was a yep. huge moment in the game. That totally mm-hmm. changed the game, and it was a bad call. It was yeah. a terrible call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so the reason why and I know the the Callahan call was awful. That was wrong and it was bad. Uh it flipped the game. It gave uh the Chiefs a, sh- a shorter field. They went down and scored of course off of it. But um so that that was bad. The Derwin interception, I mean they were offsetting penalties. Uh I thought Nasir Adderley didn't uh wasn't there on time. He was le- he was early. Um the interception with with uh Zant, I thought once you make the call of an interception, I don't know if there was enough to overturn it, but regardless, I kind of saw it either way. I was in the middle. I wasn't too upset when they saw it, but to me, it, it looked like an interception, but I, I could see why they would say it wasn't. It wasn't a clear-cut call like that Bryce Callahan call, which Callahan doesn't even have his – his hands are like in the air, and MVS is hip-tossing him. So that that the first one's bad. The other two I, I live with. And I think – Though it's so easy to focus on those calls where there were turnovers there, there were so many points in this game where the Chargers could flip it, where they could have made a stop after those plays, which they didn't, and granted, it shortened the field after those plays. But you got to think about, like, the Asante Samuel drop pick in the end zone. The Asante mm-hmm. Samuel dropped that interception. It hit off his hands, and then it almost fell to the ground, and he dove and almost made a great play to make that interception. And that's a Both- pick six if he catches it clean because he catches it with his momentum mm-hmm. going away from the def- from the, the receiver. Yeah, I mean, even that one in the end zone could have been a pick six. I mean, he was free and clear on that sideline. He could have easily, I mean, in a perfect world, had two pick sixes. So that's just two dropped opportunities. I thought Kyle Van Noy was pretty close to an interception at one point in the middle of the field, uh, but it was kind of like rocketed and it was off his hands. But I thought there were at least, there's two dropped interceptions by Asante Samuel Jr. And there's one or two more where the Chargers just did not make the Chiefs pay. And really the Chiefs made the Chargers pay. They stopped them when they needed to. And then they had that big pick six. And what we talked about in that whole uh, preview show was who's going to win this turnover battle. And we thought that the chargers would have to make them pay because Arizona had their chances to get turnovers too in week one, but just couldn't make them pay. And then today it was the same thing. The chargers had their hands on balls, but they couldn't get it cleanly and they couldn't uh, flip the field. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, you know, it's easy to point at the refs and say, it's the refs fault. They took turnovers off the board. They, whatever they favored the chiefs, however you want to look at it. Hmm. Um, our, like you said, our rule of thumb is we don't blame the officials. And to be perfectly honest with you, you know, we talked about Herbert not playing his best football tonight. 
Um, I thought in general, the chargers left a lot of opportunities on the field. You know, you mm-hmm. mentioned, um, the, the pick that the pick in the end zone that Asante Samuel dropped. They had, uh, the, the one that KVN dropped on defense. Mm-hmm. There were opportunities to get stops. Even after that interception that got called back by Adderley on the KV on the MBS play. Um, they had an opportunity to get a stop on Herbert and missed a tackle as he was escaping the pocket Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 They had the opportunity to get the tackle on Mahomes as he's escaping the pocket and he makes that wraparound side on throw for the touchdown. Uh, they, they had their opportunities and I thought they left, they, they left a lot of opportunities on the field on offense too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of people blaming Staley for not going for it on fourth down more often in the game. You know, the one, there was one, a fourth and two, from like the 48 or 49 yard line that I would have liked to see them go for, uh, I think in the second or third quarter um, where they had a third and one and they go play action and roll Herbert out. And he mm-hmm. winds up losing a yard and then they wind up punting it. You know, if you're going to go play action on third and one, I would think that's telling me that they're going to go for it, but maybe yeah. losing the yard there, changed their mind. I don't know. That's where I would have liked to see them go for it. Didn't so much have a problem with them going for it. Um, Kicking that field goal to open the on the opening drive, uh-huh, same here. they didn't go for it. For me, you get a stop, you take the points. Um, I, I didn't have a big problem with that. You want to get the points early on the road, and you know there's probably going to be some situations that they take going for it later in the game. So for me, I just think they made too many mistakes. Yeah, they didn't play their best game. Herbert wasn't sharp. They dropped too many picks. Mm-hmm. They played a pretty clean game in terms of penalties. They didn't really hurt themselves with penalties too much. Um, but they just didn't they didn't execute when they needed to. Other than those interceptions. One yeah. you can't really blame Callahan on, but Right. Yeah. They they really didn't execute for the majority of the night. They had their moments, they had a lead, they had a chance to win the game. They didn't execute enough to win the game. It's on them. Uh, and I'm I'm hesitant to blame the coaches. Could could they have done things better? Yeah, you know, that one fourth down that I mentioned, they could have mm-hmm. gone for it there, that that was an opportunity lost. Um some some questionable play calling. There was there were a couple plays that that Lombardi called that I thought were way too cute and completely unnecessary and took unnecessary risks. Like that flea flicker one that to DeAndre Carter and then yeah, Eckler and Herbert. That was just a dumb dumb yeah. play call. But I hated that most, one. Yeah, but for the most part, you know, I see people complaining about Lombardi saying that he was too conservative in the second half. I thought Lombardi called a really good game. I thought he gave them opportunities to put more points on the board. They just didn't finish drives the way they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't have a huge problem with the coaching. I They just need to play better. They need to make more plays. Yeah, you know, that's what I, I – and I tweeted it out and I said it at the beginning of the show. I have a lot more optimism after a loss here uh, than I thought I would um, if you told me that the score was going to be 27-24, which I think I predicted, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I because – you know, the field goal early on makes a ton of sense. And, Jamie, we're on the same page here because you're you're on the road. Uh, you make a stop, and really, that first half, they're putting a lot of pressure on Mahomes. He looked very flustered. Um, he was very erratic. He was trying to get calls from the referees. I mean, he was really uh, having a hard time back there. So early on, you take the points on the road in a divisional game. I'm totally okay with that uh, field goal early on. The one that you're talking about, Jamie, is the one that I had a small issue with. And I think, um, I mean, after... When you the the thing the only reason I had a problem with it is because like you're talking about with the play action if you're going to roll a deep shot on play action on a third and one then you're telling me which I thought you're you want to get 
whatever, one or two yards in two plays. Like if you're going to run play action on a third and short and t- try to take a deep shot and you can't get it because everybody's covered up downfield and Herbert tries to get out and run and he can't, to me that says, hey, let's go for it on a fourth down. But because Herbert lost a yard and it was now fourth and two rather than fourth and one, I think at that point you punt the ball just because of, you know, you're going into halftime and they've done so good defensively and they ended up both times when they punted, they ended up holding the chiefs and, and having them punt the ball back. So really on those really close calls where people are complaining about, it's not like that flipped the script. As soon as the chiefs got the ball, they gave it right back to the chargers. So I know they could have gone down and got points. And I know maybe some of the percentage points tells you maybe you should have gone for it on fourth and two there. The only reason I was a little skeptical of it was because of just a play call before it. That whole play-action bootleg didn't really make a ton of sense because if it didn't work, because it's such a gamble there on third and short, you'd think they'd go for it. But because maybe Herbert lost a yard, they decided they didn't want to do that. So I'm I'm actually not all that disappointed in Lombardi or Staley or any of that today because, quite honestly... While watching that game unfold, I don't know that it was the play call. Now, uh, that that double lateral throwback pat play was a little too cute uh, with DeAndre Carter and Austin Eckler, and, and they're lucky that that didn't get picked off or fumbled or poked away at that point. And Eckler had the wherewithal to come back to the ball and grab it. But other than that, I thought the play calls were pretty good. They, they set themselves up for a lot of third and shorts, which – is usually manageable for Herbert. And he did, you know, probably, I think less than half the time they said, but you know, I'm, I'm just not all that convinced that Lombardi, you know, threw this game or like called this game away because Herbert quite honestly was not his regular Herbert today and they were missing Keenan Allen. So with what they had, I thought they did a pretty good job with, you know, everybody on deck and I'm not, I'm not all that concerned. I thought maybe, some of the flipping Michelle out and Kelly out for Eckler was a little too much today. Maybe Eckler was feeling a little gassed, but I thought they kind of sprinkled them in a little bit too much. But for the most part, I was I was okay with the play calling today. Um, I think there were a lot of injuries today, and they were just kind of short-staffed, and it kind of showed up late when they needed some guys to make some plays. There was no Keenan Allen there, and half their defensive line went out with injuries. So to me, I, I thought it was actually a pretty good effort to a pretty strong team here. Yeah, I thought they called a pretty good game offensively. You know, they you mentioned they had a lot of third and shorts, a lot of third and one, a lot of third and two. They had a hard time converting them um, for the most part, and that was the difference in the game. But, you know, I see people saying they weren't calling enough deep shots. They were. They took deep shots in that game, and they called for other deep shots that didn't work out. But, you know, Mike had that long, long touchdown that, set up the, fir- the the long catch that set up the first touchdown. He had um, he had another 20-plus yard touchdown catch, I think, later in the third quarter. It was fairly long. The long one to, um, to Carter yep. at the end of the game there to set up the, the second touchdown. They were taking their deep shots, but I think what people are overlooking is they had two corpses on the offensive line in the, in the, <laughs> really the second half in corpse and corpse in Clapp and Norton. And <laughs> – they couldn't call deep shots. I mean, as soon as Herbert was dropping back, there were people in his face, and he was taking hits. So they had to call screens. They had to find other ways to get the ball out quickly and into their playmakers' hands and get them upfield quickly. So their their ability to be aggressive in the second half, I, I cannot state this enough, was severely, severely limited by 
the dead weight mm-hmm. that Slater, Filer, and Zion were carrying on the offensive line <laughs> in the form of Clapp and Norton. That is exactly guys, dead weight. That is so perfect, Jamie. Yes. Those yeah. guys are corpses. Mm-hmm. They have no pulse. If they do, it's just barely faint. They and, do not belong on an NFL field. That yeah, is and, what bogged down the offensive game plan. Plain and how, simple. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I don't I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but I just want to add to your point. How how can you set up a ten to twenty yard pass when Herbert has two to three seconds to get the ball out of his hands when Clapp and Norton were basically saloon doors opening up for the Chiefs offensive line for the last half of that game? I Obviously, you want to get more deep shots, and it would be great to get a lot more chunk plays. Uh, They got what they could. A lot of it was covered up, and quite honestly, the guys that got hurt were very, very important, much more important than we realize, and I think a lot of people realize uh, in Corey Lindsley and Trey Pipkins now, that once you move to Will Clapp, who quite honestly could have been cut at 53s in my mind, uh, is now starting in an NFL game week two on the road in Kansas City, uh, such an important game and then you've got Storm Norton again who we watched all last year hold down this entire offensive line and bog them down because he was so bad putting them both on this offensive line they were dead weight Jamie is absolutely right they were dead weight so yes it would have been great to get those deep shots they just could not get it going today because they did not have the right personnel on the field Yeah, they- and that's not their fault that's not a coaching mistake they got injured no, they had. I mean, it's a coaching mistake if you look at it from the standpoint that they built the roster. The and roster, mm-hmm. backup center with a pulse. Right, right, right. Um, but in terms of game game planning, you, you don't game plan for your starting center and your starting right tackle to get hurt before the game. You don't game plan to have to deal with people in Herbert's face mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there were plays where whoever Norton was not blocking, but was yep. trying to block and doing a very bad job of it, mm-hmm. was in the backfield like as ready to hit Herbert as soon as Herbert caught the snap, caught the shotgun snap. <laughs> I mean, there was no time to throw the ball down the field, none. And that's why they had to dink and dunk. And they did a pretty good job of adjusting the game plan to offset what was going on with the offensive line because they, they did put points on the board there at the end of the game with that offensive line. But mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do to mask up that hot garbage oh this this makes me laugh from th this is way too level-headed of a take we want heads to roll jamie (laughs) let's put heads on stakes it's week two who are we firing today nah let's not put heads on stakes let's just let's look at the positive (laughs) we'll clap storm norton (laughs) we'll go we'll go against the brand and we'll go positive here and we'll say a uh, brand is strong. The perception that we are the, the negative the brand, okay, Nancy's fair, fair. Yeah. The brand perception. Yeah. The brand perception will go against. <laughs> <laughs> this must be a simulation. Garrett and Jamie are too nice after all. <laughs> Look, there, there were a Rude. lot of good things that happened in this game. And I, yep. I, yes, they lost and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's a game they should have won. And it's a mm-hmm. game that we all wanted them to win, but they didn't deserve to win it. They didn't play well enough to win it. But let's put that aside for a second, and let's talk about some positives. Yep, they got Mike going, mm-hmm. right? They got. Oh, it was like, out, dude, it was like Lombardi was like, "All right, Mike, let's just like make up for it now." And it was two plays, two catches, already more yards, and just as many catches as all of last week. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they got Mike going in a big way. 
They got Everett involved in the offense. Mm-hmm. Kelly looked good in spots. Yeah. Eckler looked good in spots. Uh, they were able to move the ball against Chiefs. They mm-hmm. just didn't finish drives. Um, and I think if you look at it from a positive on defense, Santi uh, Samuel, Samuel Jr. Jr. probably Ooh. had his best game as a Charger tonight. Absolutely. Mm. Um, <laughs> and just wait till JC Jackson's all 100%, man. If Asante Samuel Jr. is uh, is playing like he is with JC Jackson, man, it's beautiful. Go ahead. Yep. Chris Bernhardt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie trying to defend his niceness. Who are you? <laughs> I'm always nice. I'm always nice. Come on. <laughs> I swear I'm nice. But no, I mean, think about the defense here. So Zonk played really well. <laughs> They they only allowed – I think they allowed fewer than 300 yards of total offense to the Chiefs in Kansas City. The defense only gave up 17 points. They really probably should have come out of 27. Oh, oh, right, 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 because the defensive – sorry, go ahead. Yeah. They, they really should have come out of that game with at least three, if not four turnovers. They had – there was a stretch there where they had Mahomes rattled because they weren't sacking him, but they were getting close enough to him that he was making bad decisions and throwing the ball up for grabs. Mm-hmm. So we've seen that this defense can stop people, stop a, a high-octane offense in Kansas City at, on the road, which mm-hmm. is huge. They've discovered a yak weapon in, in uh, Everett. They're getting Mike going. There, there are a lot of positive things here to build on. Mm-hmm. They didn't win. But not every loss is a complete negative. Yeah, yeah. And this is not a complete negative. I mean, when you look at all the bad things unfolded and if just one of those interceptions had counted, if Asante Samuel catches one of those interceptions, if some of the penalties weren't called, if one of those things just swung the other way, this could very well have been a blowout pretty easily. And, um, you know, the fact that uh, they got Mahomes to 235 today when he threw for like, over 405 touchdowns last week was incredible. They really did have him rattled. They got, they got to him. I mean, especially early on, man, they had, they had pressure coming from everywhere. It was a beautiful, that was a beautiful sack early on with Khalil Mack with Drew Tranquil coming up the middle, uh, hitting Mahomes and then Mack free kind of cleaning up the mess there. It was, it was great. I thought, you know, early on, there was a lot of good things uh, to, to talk about like, Staley not being aggressive enough. He went for it on fourth down four times and they got it every single time. So, you know, they were still pretty good in that respect. Uh, I think the third and shorts didn't work out quite like they wanted to today. Uh, Herbert was not himself today. He was definitely off. He got hurt late. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. and Zion Johnson were definitely highlights today. I thought they were excellent. And, um, I thought Drew Tranquil flashed a lot today, too. Uh, almost had the one sack, and then he had a huge run stop on that third down um, where he went around the pile and hit the uh, ball carrier right in the lane and uh, stopped him and made him punt. So it was a strong stand from that defense. And that defensive line did pretty well today, too. They contained Mahomes for the most part. I know Drew Tranquil missed that uh, tackle on Mahomes for that touchdown to McKinnon, but for the most part, I think there was so many good things that happened today. And when you're thinking about week two, when teams are still trying to figure themselves out and what their identity is and how they can be a cohesive unit, I think from how they played today, even though it was a loss on the road, there was a lot of good things to pull from today. Yeah, I totally agree. Lots of good things to build on. Lots of reasons to be encouraged. There's no and shame. Derwin. 
Yeah, Derwin. We was haven't a mentioned Derwin. Yeah, Derwin was everywhere again. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really good job for the most part against the run until the end of the game when they they been on the field basically the entire second half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think there's lots of reasons to be optimistic, even excited about this team, as long as Herbert is healthy and can continue playing. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> um yeah and and xander horvath man two uh two fullback touchdowns in two weeks that's a that's a positive yeah, I, i'm gonna go back to the point that i made last week in after hours <laughs> okay I, I don't like this whole taking everybody gets a turn in the red zone thing i know people are excited for horvath and he caught his two passes and that's great but i want their playmakers to get the ball in the red zone Everett, mm. Mike, Eckler, especially. It seems like Eckler's never on the field when they're in the red zone. That's a problem. That's going to become an issue as the season goes on if it continues. So yeah. I know they, they see uh they see Sony Michelle as a short yardage goal line back, but Eckler is so effective in the red zone at finding creases and fi- and finding the goal line that I I really don't see the value in taking him off the field in those situations. That's mm-hmm. frustrating to me. Yeah. Uh, I just want to clear up some rumors in the chat here. Garrett is buzzed. Absolutely not. Uh, this is my first drink, so not yet. And um, who was it here? Gretz. Sisty happy on a loss? Sounds about right. I would have been much happier if they won. I, you, I probably would have been buzzed uh, on this after hours, for sure, if they would have won. That would have been amazing. So no, I, we're not going to feed into the whole, like, we're always negative thing, but we're not celebrating a loss. We're just talking about the positives that happen in a loss. That's, I think there's a major difference there. Um, Jamie, uh, want to talk about your, uh, plant there over your shoulder. Uh, people want to talk about your, uh, love your background. Thank you. My wife did a good job in the office. That is you know what, what kind of plant that is money tree. It's called a money tree and it does not fucking work. <laughs> <It doesn't... laughs> uh, uh, Thomas Z says that uh, the injury is just supposed to be rib cartilage and it's not a broken rib. So uh, that's a good start. But those like nagging kind of not definite injuries, like a hamstring, uh, sometimes carry out. So hopefully that's not the case. Uh, yeah, I mean, rib cartilage can linger and become a real problem for breathing and mobility and little things like throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean, hopefully it's minor and it doesn't linger, but just because it's not a broken rib and it's a, it's potentially cartilage doesn't necessarily mean 
he's okay. So just got to keep our fingers crossed and hold our breath a little bit until we get more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people uh, people are loving on you, Jamie. So I hope you feel good, even though you're not the money tree isn't working for you. They, they love me. <laughs> uh, can we talk about that dart that Herbert threw to Carter with that injury? Wild, right? That was a great throw. He could he threw a ball like in the dirt. He was too injured to even like run a couple yards. But then the very next play, he's able to hit it in stride. To over Carter. two defenders. I mean, if it's a centimeter one way or the other, it probably gets broken up. Mm-hmm. But he puts it in the perfect spot, hits him in stride. I mean, that that was a crazy throw. Uh, healthy or not, that's a crazy throw. <laughs> yeah, a handful of quarterbacks that can make that throw. Healthy, 100%. But with a yep. rib injury, only Herbert. Amazing. Um, yeah. Justin saying that there was an average of 3.8 yards on first down. That is poor poor play calling when Herbert is your quarterback. Um, How do you feel about that comment? So I, well, I think a lot of that is weighted down by what happened in, later in the game uh, mm-hmm. with, with uh, Lindsley and Norton or Lindsay and Pipkins being hurt because they were throwing the ball early in the game and picking up pretty good yardage on first down early in the game, which was setting up those third and shorts. So I just think they, I, like I said, I think they got bogged down by a, a lack of live bodies on the offensive line <laughs> and, and they and they had a hard time moving the ball in the second half, but I think they're. I think the. I would be willing to bet that if we look at the yardage on first down in the first half versus the second half, they were much more efficient on first down in the first half because they were throwing the ball on first and second down with much more regularity than they usually do in the first half. Yeah, I think things changed pretty quickly in that game once Lindsley went down, and then once Pimpkins went down, it was just a mess after that. So I, I, I actually think that's probably the case is it was pretty good. The first half and then the first half, it seemed like they should have been up like 10, 17 points. They were just dominating on offense. The defense was doing good. Just a couple things didn't go their way. How do you feel about uh, JC Jackson? He had that, uh, he gave up that big touchdown up the seam. Uh, kind of got turned around by that uh, tight end there. Uh, you worried about JC Jackson at all? No, yeah. No, I mean he hasn't, but he didn't play in the preseason. Um, he hasn't been on the field for what three weeks, two three mm-hmm. weeks now. Um, I, he's there's going to be some rust, and everybody gets beat at some point. You know, if you're on the field for sixty or seventy plays a week, you're you're going to have somebody turn you around or beat you at some point. And he damn near recovered to break that pass up. He wasn't <laughs> getting his hands on that football. I can't believe so, he didn't get a hand on that. Yeah, from uh, every so, angle. Yeah, I, I'm really not worried about it. I, I think he'll be fine. Um, it happens; it's part of the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it either. And a guy who hasn't been able to work out. This was like his first in-game action. He was in camp, had the surgery, has been rehabbing, and then he went game time decision. Went right out there, and then had to go against the Chiefs. And uh, for the most part, I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought there was one kind of blown coverage, which I'm so surprised he didn't get a hand on. But that stuff's going to happen. But uh, I'm not I'm not worried about J.C. Jackson at all. And um, I just – when he's they, – they've got 10 days now to rest up. Hopefully Herbert's all good by then. The offensive line is all healthy by then too. But um, 
yeah, I mean, quite honestly, I, I thought the Chargers pretty much outperformed the Chiefs on almost every aspect, except maybe special teams because of that terrible pump by J.K. Scott out of the end zone, which gave him a short field. But, um, you know, I thought Herbert, uh, he had a he had a pick six, but he went for over 300 and three touchdowns, and uh, Mahomes didn't hit 300, and he had two touchdowns. Uh, they didn't have any real right wide receiver do any real damage other than the tight end who had that one long completion. But other than that, we didn't see – much of Kelsey, much of Juju, much of MBS, much of Hardman. I mean, they had to get a catch here or there, but for the most part, this defense did really, really good locking them all down, which we were kind of uh, looking for once to see how they match up. And it seems like Chargers match up pretty good if uh, a couple things swing their way. I think this is a pretty easily a blowout if uh, if they got a couple things to work their way. I think at one point the Chiefs were something like 4 of 14 or 5 of 15 on third down or something like that. So uh, the Chargers, the defense played well. They just need to, when they get their hands on the football, they need to convert that into turnovers and not have idiot referees take them off the board when they do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kelsey had 51 yards today. He was a non-factor. Five catches, 51 yards. He had that one catch where he was wide open in the red Mm -hmm. zone that set up I think a field goal might have been a touchdown that it set up. But other than that, he was really not a factor. And mm-hmm. you mentioned didn't see anything from, from Juju, didn't see anything from MBS. Hardman had that one long catch on kind the of a broken yards. play. Mm-hmm. Yep. But other than that, I mean, they really weren't making plays at, at all. all. No, Kelsey, Kelsey was their leading receiver with 51. Watson had 50, but he had a 41-yard catch. After that, Hardman had 49 yards. He had that one 30-yard. Um, MVS had 13 yards, two catches, 13 yards. Juju had three catches, 10 yards. So, I mean, they they couldn't get anything going through the air. couple yep. little broken plays here or there, but they did a great job on defense. Defense deserved better. Offense, in my opinion, needed to execute a lot better, particularly in the first half when they were moving the ball and had opportunities to put points on the board. Yep. And it just an outcome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, If you guys want to drop any other questions, we're uh, we're close to getting out of here. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here. So here's. Here's Nick saying Staley left his nuts in LA. Do we agree with that? <laughs> no, no. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. No, I don't I don't think so at all. I think the uh the field goal try, we talked about that first field goal try makes sense yep. after you get a stop. And then that one uh play action play on third and one, I think if Herbert throws that ball away, you're probably going for it on fourth and one. Because he tried to run out and then cut back in and lost the yard. And it's too short to do a sneak again or any kind of short. I mean, that fourth and two is a little funny area there. Um, It was just decided to punt it there. And once they did that, KC punted the ball right back. They were backed up and couldn't get anything going. So really, none of that really hurt the Chargers. And, uh, and and, And I think this might be a common theme throughout this season just because I think Staley doesn't have to do that as much this year. He's got a pretty good defense that he can rely on to get a stop if they need it. Um, I'm sure he's still going to do it, and he still went for it on fourth down four times today. So, um, you know, I just I, – I don't think he left his nuts in L.A. I think uh, they were there in KC, and he just uh, did what he could, and there wasn't, you know, any real uh, chances for him to do it. 
I thought uh, the time he kicked the field goal and then decided to punt were just fine in my eyes. Yeah, I, I would have preferred for him to to go for it on that even even after the uh, losing the yard on third and one. I would have pre- preferred for him to go for it there, especially after going for it because I, I, like I said I feel like he's telling us he's got two downs there to get two yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see him go for it there, but other than that, didn't have an issue with him kicking the field goal. There were a couple of other opportunities that people were not happy with, particularly in the Discord. They thought they could have gone for. Didn't really have a problem with those. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think this is on Staley. I mean, could they be more aggressive? Sure. Yeah. But I think Staley is trusting his defense, and I think they're showing us, even though it's a small sample size. I think they're starting to show us that they deserve that trust. Um, but the offense has to make more plays. Yeah. They have to execute. Offense has to make more plays when they have an opportunity to make them. Um, the defense can't spend the whole second half on the field like they did today. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, what's your solution for the injuries on the offensive line? If Lindsley is out again for next Sunday and uh, Trey Pipkins is out again, I, I assume you're not roll. You wouldn't roll with Norton and clap. What, what is your solution? Um, would you would you think about moving Zion to center or Brennan Hymas, who's taken some center snaps before in his career, um, or move Brennan Hymas to center or Zion to center, Salier to guard? Your thoughts? <laughs> I'll hold. I, uh, I think what I might consider is... Filer to right tackle, Salier to left guard, and Heim to center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Look at um, your, look at you. I could see it all it. adding up in your. Oh, yeah. here you go. Nick's right. Your beautiful mind math working right now. <laughs> yep, moving guys around. Yep, that makes total sense. Total sense. I had to move the pieces around a little bit, visualize <laughs> it. But that's the way I would go, I think. Yeah. Okay, they let's won't, see. They won't make the move, but that's what I would do. Um, Hugh Jass well, wants, and I'll say your name anytime you uh, post a good question. Hugh Jass, why so much Tillery? People want to know why we haven't mentioned Tillery at all yet, and why have why is there so much Tillery? Did you have a, a huge issue with Jerry Tillery today? Because I, I, I don't remember. He was not on the field as often as people think he was. He only played 21 snaps last week, I think. Uh, my guess is he probably was not on the field a whole lot more than that. I saw a pretty good amount of Morgan Fox out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were rotating a lot, trying to keep people fresh. Staley said it after halftime that they needed to finish, and part of that was keeping defenders fresh and rotating guys. So I don't really think that Tillery was on the field as much as people think he was. And I don't really remember him being in the middle of any, like, hugely negative plays. That yeah, I don't either. Him, uh, look at Tillery getting steamrolled. Yeah. I don't – he didn't really stand out in a negative way to me. But No, me neither. I, you know, I, there was a lot let's, to watch. Yeah, we'll see on the rewatch. Uh, let's talk about the run defense. 
Nolan wants to know. So did, did you have a problem with the, uh, and it looks like Herbert is okay. He's going to get x-rays on the ribs. Um, the run defense, Edwards Hilaire had 74 on the ground. 14. But like 40 of those came on one play. Um, I did not really think that. 52. I thought the, I thought the run defense was good for the most part. Mm-hmm. I thought the defense ran out of gas at the end, and it was pretty much over anyway. Um, so, no, I thought, the, I thought the run defense was good for the second week in a row, and they were challenged a little bit more uh, because mm-hmm. KC was in the game and they had a lead late. They were running the ball a little bit better. Um, I thought they held up pretty well outside of that one really long run by by uh, Edwards Lair. I thought they they pretty much contained the run, the running game. Yeah, it was a 52-yard scamper, so – Really, up to that point, he was held in check. And everybody else was, too. I'd had no problem with the run defense. Uh, just kind of a broken play, and they let uh, Edwards Hilaire loose. Some missed tackles. Derwin got the face mask, uh, set up a short field. But, you know, I thought for the most part they did a really good job, especially early on. They didn't get anything going on the ground early on. Uh, but late in that game, they just had that big run. Uh, let's see. Uh, what about that body slam by Derwin James? We haven't talked about that on Travis Kelsey. Pretty good one, huh? Like a- That was nice. I'm actually surprised they didn't flag him for unnecessary roughness um, just because he picked him up and slammed him down. <laughs> and it was in KC and it happened to achieve. I would have expected a flag there. Um, and I actually thought live it looked like JC was ripping the ball out as Aaron was in the process of bringing Kelsey back down. So I was a little surprised they didn't try to take a look at that and see if maybe it was a turnover. Uh, that was a big hit. Yeah. Uh, how'd you think Zion played today? I thought he was excellent. Jamie, same thing. Yeah. He played really well. Do you have any issues with any before? I know Luke's, uh, missing you. So any, uh, issue with anyone on defense? Um, nothing that really, I mean, Adderley, I think had a couple busted plays. Um, he did have that interception taken off the board. I didn't think anybody was overly bad. I mean, they like I said, they held the defense held the Chiefs really to 17 points, um, in in KC. So to do that, you had to play pretty well. So I think for the most part, like last week, pretty much everybody did their job for the most part, and they played pretty well. All right. Uh, okay. Last real quick one. Uh, and Scott, uh, welcome. Kyle Brown, how do you think JC played tonight on a scale of one to day, uh, one to ten? I'm gonna say JC was a seven. I thought he was really good uh, for the most part, but uh, gave up that big touchdown pass. How about you? One out of ten. Um. Yeah, I, I think I would go with a seven too. I outside of that one bad play, he was pretty good. Mm. All right. So, okay, guys, we appreciate you. I'm glad we could be a voice of reason for a lot of you. Uh, And uh, I know we're not excited that they lost this game, but I think there was a lot of uh, interesting things that the Chargers did today and a lot of positives that uh, I think was uh, good and uh, they could definitely use for the year going forward. Uh, Appreciate you guys. I'm at Garrisisti. Jamie, as you see, is at lightning underscore round. And we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.